Joining us now from the uh, state capitol, actually from the seat right across here in the studio, <laughs> but uh, from the state capitol, it is Todd Lipperner, state representative. Good morning, Todd. Good morning. Uh, boy, big news coming out of the legislature yesterday. We've talked about the uh, deal for the frontline workers since, oh boy, last year sometime, it seems like. Deal finally got done yesterday. I'm presuming both sides probably uh, added to the compromise and got it done. Can you tell us uh, you, tell us what uh, you saw in the House? So we we have a deal, um, and our we, this movement on this deal really started on Monday. We passed uh, we passed a bill off the House floor saying this is our compromise bill. We'll take uh, the Senate position on on unemployment insurance. We've been saying this whole time we'll do both. Uh, folks on unemployment insurance trust fund refilling that, and we want uh, support for frontline workers. And the Senate's been resistant to doing anything on frontline workers. We said, okay, we'll take your position on on the UI trust fund, um, and we're going to add frontline workers to it. We added uh, something for hourly school workers so they can employ uh, apply for unemployment insurance too, which they which they can't currently, um, and passed it as a way to push the negotiations forward. Um, and it worked. We were able to get negotiations moving again. Uh, the ultimate deal right now um, that we should be approving today and sending to the governor is uh, $2.7 billion to repay the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, uh, the Senate's position, um, and then $500 million for frontline workers, so half of what we wanted on workers. Um, and that's basically it. So we feel good that we were able to get something for workers. Um, Senate didn't want to do anything on workers. Uh, we were didn't want to be giving a lot of money to the largest corporations, uh, which we felt like they didn't need it. Um, so, you know, not completely happy with the deal. It's definitely a compromise, but we're glad to get something for workers. Well, if nobody's happy with it, I suppose it's a good thing. But um, the... Uh you mentioned those frontline workers. Have they identified the scope of those yet? Because uh, that's really what the yeah. difference so, was. Is it narrower than uh, you would so like? The big I take part it? of the uh, the big part of the deal for us is that, and the place where the speaker was going to walk away um, if we couldn't get agreement was um, our version of the pool. So we had a more inclusive list of who uh -huh. was going to be included. Uh, the Senate wanted to focus on just healthcare workers and said these are the ones who have supported us most of the pandemic. We uh, listened to workers all across the state um, and heard from meat packers, um, for example, who are standing next to one another um, on the cutting floor without any PPE, without access to workers' comp. They were getting sick one after another, bringing the illness home to their families. Uh, many people died. Uh, we felt like workers um, like these and other fields should be included as well. So the most, the uh, our more inclusive pool of workers is who will be included. Uh, so it's nearly 700,000 workers. Um, Half of the money that we wanted is what will be available, uh, but it'll still be about a $750 check uh, for those workers who are eligible, um, and that's that's something. And it holds up our promise that we made at the end of last session, so we're glad to get it done. The $2.7 billion, is that coming uh, totally out of the state's budget surplus? So um, a portion of it will come out of the state budget surplus. Uh, another portion of the deal is that uh, there's been some American Rescue Plan funds that have been left on the bottom line. Um, they're left for COVID. We're going to use ver almost all of that um, to uh, help repay the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund. It's about, about half um, will be federal funds that we're, we're going to use up and about half from the surplus. 
and they were, we were going to leave um, around, I think it's $19 million, or maybe it's $119 million. There's 19 of some kind uh, for the governor uh, to make sure the governor can still respond to COVID-19 going forward. Uh, so we do leave some funds there, but we're going to use those federal funds to help pay this. It's April the 29th. Monday will be uh, May 2nd. You'll be back in session. That means there's just a couple of weeks left of the legislative session, which means a lot of bills are just working their way through right now. Uh, tell us what you've been working on and the bills that either have passed the House or uh, or will be uh, trying to pass the House here uh, this week. The, uh, so it's Budget Bill Week. We're passing budget bills one after another. The big bill that we uh, passed this week was our education bill. We did that Wednesday. Um, this is our largest spending priority. We know that schools across the state are facing the reality of cuts, uh, including Northfield. Northfield's uh, facing the reality of $4.5 million in cuts. Uh, Rochester's facing $23 million, for example. Um, and we know that the special education cross-subsidy is, is the main budget gap that we need to fill. And so with this resources that we have with the surplus, we can do that. And so our proposal uh, would really address those budget gaps that districts like Northfield are facing in a big way um, and make sure that we're protecting our schools. So that's one thing it would do. Um, we also know that students are really struggling with mental health, and we have uh, the funding in here to, to uh, pay for 1,100 counselors and social workers and psychologists across the state. Minnesota currently ranks at the bottom among states for student-to-counselor ratio, and we need to turn that around. I also have money for English language learners in this bill, too, which is a big uh, a big focus for our state. The uh, special education subsidies, uh, talking with some educators and some administrators, you're looking at about $750 million is what uh, they're saying would be uh, what, what they need to uh, you know, completely fund uh, special education the way uh, the government has promised. Uh, how much is in this bill? Is it you know, all of it? Is it part of it? Is it ongoing? Tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, so we have... Uh our proposal is $3.3 billion for education as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, we would um, cover about 55% of the special education cross-subsidy gap, um, and, uh, which, is, you know, which is significant, and be able to do that for, um, get, that, get that out for a few biennium. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know this would make, make a big difference, uh, be a big help to our schools, um, and so that's our proposal. Currently, the Senate has $30 million uh, compared to $3.3 billion. Uh, they aren't hearing these same concerns from our schools right now uh, wanting to respond, but we, we are, and we want to make sure that we're addressing these needs. Todd Lippert is our guest, uh, District 20B representative. Uh, you've been working on the uh, Ag Bill as well. Is that through the House now? It is. So we passed the Ag Bill on Monday. Uh, we passed the Environment Bill on yesterday. They're um, one of my legislative priorities that I've worked on in, in both terms is on soil health and getting more uh, more funds available to farmers to put uh, soil health practices on the land to protect the land and make it more resilient in the face of more extreme rains. Um, we have uh, funding in both bills that's moving forward. Um, the Department of Agriculture is going to be having, uh, has uh, around $12 million for soil health, also uh, some funding for commercialization for continuous living cover crops that I worked on with, with some local business owners in the area. Excited to get those uh, passed off the House floor as well as more funding in the environment bill uh, for soil health, also for planting trees. Um, 
so these were big things that we were able to get done. Uh, just one, one thing to say about the environment bill, we have uh, $19 million uh, for pl- uh, planting trees across the state. A big portion of that will go to help communities uh, like Northfield deal with emerald ash borer and ash tree replacement. People may notice as they're walking around, they'll see some stumps in the boulevard. Uh, Those are ash trees that have been removed, and communities need to be supported as they replace those trees. Uh, We're losing a lot of ash trees, and and, uh, one thing I was excited to work on was getting some of that funding in place to help communities replace those trees. All right, let's move on. And what about a transportation bill? Is that uh, through yet? Uh, We do have the transportation bill uh, through as well, and um, a big priority there is... uh, and we'll be talking about the climate bill and energy bill today as well. But moving towards more electrification and helping in this this transition is something that's Im- important. So I had a provision to uh, allow EV charging stations in uh, on rest stops uh, across the state so that uh, we can deal with that range anxiety that uh, those who are purchasing electric vehicles feel and get more of those EVs um, onto our roads. State Representative Todd Lippert uh, with us. Uh, let's, um, you'd mentioned something I, that uh, I wanted to touch on, and that was energy. Uh, you had cited Northfield, we'll talk about this before, Northfield being kind of a uh, pilot program for uh, some of the, uh, for an energy project. How's that going? Where's that at? We haven't talked about it for a while. Yeah, so I had a proposal for a grid modernization project, and um, the uh, city of Northfield is doing great work in trying to uh, both getting solar on the grid, um, but w- to um, get more solar on the grid, we need to get to a smart grid so that it can bring distributed energy on in an efficient way. We need software. We need energy battery storage. Uh, we need to upgrade our grid. So had a proposal for a grid modernization project for, for Northfield as a pilot project to show the rest of the state how do we do this because this is going to have to happen uh, everywhere had a good hearing in the climate energy committee Um, it was difficult for it to get traction in the senate in the way we wanted so it wasn't um, wasn't included in the climate energy bill because we knew it wasn't going to get past the senate i am having conversations uh, with the bonding chair about trying to uh, include it in the bonding proposal there are some pieces that would be bondable Um, so it's not it's not done yet, um, and it's been uh, a good conversation, but hopefully we can still get some funds um, out of the bonding bill. Do you think, you're optimistic there will be a bonding bill this year? I'm optimistic there will be a bonding bill. Okay. Um, it's, the question is um, how big it will be, um, and the bonding bill often comes together at the very end. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to get through some of these uh, budget bills, get the overall target set, so leadership will decide what how much money does the senate and the house have to work with and then i think uh and then the bonding bill will be a part of that conversation so look forward to next week get a preview is this are we at the point now where some of these are going to start hitting the uh, uh conference committees between the house and the uh, senate that's right we're uh, going to be uh on the floor today we'll be on the floor again tuesday and wednesday and we'll finish up our budget bill, so we'll we'll deal with health and human services. We'll deal with the tax bill last. Uh, we have an agreement with Republicans to get our business tied up by Wednesday, and then uh, conference committees will start after that. And so, uh, Senate and the House members will be getting together, ironing out um, exactly what in these budget bills is going to pass. And the the big thing everyone will be waiting for is an agreement 
uh, from the Speaker of the House and the Senate Majority Leader on how much money we have to spend. Once that's decided, then we can sort out the details. Um, but the overall target, um, the joint target, is what everyone will be waiting for. All right. Uh, Todd Lippert, uh, State Representative for District 20B, is there anything else? I would just encourage folks to uh, continue to reach out. Uh, mm-hmm. You can email me at rep.todd.lippert at house.mn. Um, uh, we love getting lots of lots of email and phone calls as uh, getting close to the end of session. As, as um, Feel free to weigh in on what, what you want, what you need, um, and how you think things are going. It's important to be um, in touch in these next few weeks. All right. Todd, thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated. We'll talk to you again next week. Always a pleasure. Thanks. State Representative Todd Lippert from District 20B. You're listening to the 195.1 FM at AM 1080.